0: Welcome to the Greater Church podcast. We are praying that wherever you find yourself on the journey that this message will be an encouragement and blessing to you. And now here's today's message. Hey today, I'm reading from Luke chapter 19 verses 1 through 10. And it says, "Then Jesus entered and passed through Jericho. Now behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus who was a chief tax collector and he was rich." and he sought to see who Jesus was but could not because of the crowd for he was short of stature so he ran ahead and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him for he was going to pass that way and when Jesus came to the place he looked up and saw him and said to him Zacchaeus make haste and come down for today I must stay at your house so he made haste and came down and received him joyfully but when they saw it they all complained saying he has gone to be a guest with a man who is a sinner then Zacchaeus stood and said to the Lord look Lord Give, I give half of my goods to the poor And if I have taken anything from anyone By false accusation I restored fourfold And Jesus said to him Today salvation has come to this house Because he also is a son of Abraham For the son of man has come to seek And to save that which is lost Over the next few minutes I want to speak to you from this idea Or this subject if you're taking notes And I hope you are um, This idea Chasing Z's chasing Z's Hey, would you pray with me um, father we love you we thank you for this opportunity that we have Lord Jesus to be able to come into your presence and today Lord uh, on National Skip Church Sunday spring forward uh we pray that uh we would catch some Z's I pray that at the end of this message that we would understand Lord God the full concept of what that means and that you would find us Lord God faithful and that we'd be loyal to you Lord God to the mission which you have at hand, Lord. Father, we love you, and we thank you. It's in Jesus' name we pray, Lord God. Amen and amen. Come on, one more time. Would you put your hands together for Jesus in his place? Come on, Greater Church. Would you make some noise for Jesus? Amen. Catching Z's. Uh, I've been I've been very candid about my wife's uh, superpower, and today in Next Steps, um, my wife is actually going to share a little bit about her, her superpower, or not actually share, but let you know about her superpower. Her superpower is that she can be talking to you, and in a matter of 60 to 90 seconds, she can fall asleep. How many of y'all, that's y'all, y'all just fall asleep at the drop of a dime? Like you start the movie, and then all of a sudden... <clears throat> How many of y'all, you just, you have a hard time sleeping. Like, sleeping is just like, it's not your, that's not your, yeah, yeah. So, I have a little bit of a harder time to fall asleep than my wife. Yo, last night, bro, I'm not even making this up. Last night, I'm like telling her something, and then I, I said something to her, and then I, I remembered something. i was like, hey, babe, gone, zonked, I mean, out of there. It wasn't three minutes. I know it wasn't, because I was looking at my clock. I was like, man, I'm going to talk about this on Sunday. It would have been great just to record her, which would have been weird in my bed. You know what I mean? But whatever. You would have got the point. What happens is that I, I, I can't, I'm not a good sleeper. I'm the type of person that you want in your car whenever you're driving to a certain location. Like, I don't know how to, I can't fall asleep when I'm in a car. So I'm the one that always drove. Uh, I think it was Hurricane Dorian. I don't know if y'all remember. Anybody from the Bahamas? Anybody from the Bahamas? Okay, cool. In the Bahamas, there was a, a Hurricane Dorian. Um, they kind of ripped through that island and, and messed it up. And then it was coming um, to come to Florida. So the cone had it projected to go to Miami, Florida. So I picked my mom up. Um, And there was this mass exodus. I don't know if you remember. I think it was two times that it happened during Hurricane Maria, which tore up Puerto Rico, and then Dorian. Um, There were all five lanes. The two emergency lanes on the side were filled. There was no traffic going south. Everything was going north. Uh, To drive from Miami, Florida to Orlando, Florida, it takes three hours. To drive from, just to give you context, to drive from Miami, Florida, all the way up to Georgia, to Atlanta, Georgia, it takes 10 hours, nine and a half, depending who you are, (laughs) right? Right? It took me nine hours to get to Orlando. It took 20 something plus hours just to get to Atlanta. For the first time ever, I had one of those moments. And I don't know if you guys have ever had those moments where I was driving. And when I was driving, I don't know what happened. I I think my mom had passed out. At this point, it was like 24 hours plus. You know what I mean? And we're we're driving. And all of a sudden, dude, it it felt like in just one second, it just like I dozed for a second. And then I said, "Ah, you know that feeling? Some of y'all know because y'all fall asleep in the car. God bless y'all. I don't know how y'all do it. That was the first time that ever happened to me. I thought the rapture happened. (laughs) They out of there. I thought everybody was gone. I've never had those moments, but I was sleepy. Then I don't know what I I needed a bed. I needed to catch some Z's. I want to paint this picture and just kind of let you feel what I believe that Jesus was feeling at this time. At this point, Jesus has been preaching. He's been walking from city to city, town to town for the last three years. And he's coming up to the point of his ministry, which is Easter Sunday, right? Where he's about to be crucified. It's the end of his earthly ministry. And here it is that Jesus is walking. Just before this, this man has helped teach on what it is to be a persistent person and continue to preach. This man has rebuked Pharisees. I mean, he's healed a blind man. He got to the point where the Bible says that he was talking to a rich young man, a young ruler and he was telling him, this is how you can get life. And it says, and the man went away sorrowful. And then Jesus felt sorrowful. You ever been tired and just tired of people sometimes? And people get on your nerves and like how they feel you feel. And it's like when they're sad, you're sad. They're mad, you're mad because your emotions are just... Don't ever make a decision when you're tired. Don't, don't ever make any decisions when you're tired. Jesus, at this point, he was in his earthly body and he was walking into Jericho. And scripture says that he entered into Jericho and he passed through. But in the middle of this is where we find this person named Zacchaeus. But, but I want you to see something because I think it's interesting. This word Jericho. And when we think about Jericho, we think about the, falls, the walls falling down, right? When we think about Jericho, we think this is what happened. God had promised an individual that he was going to give him land. And after three children, um, he was able to get into a place which was Egypt. And we remember the Egypt story um, where Joseph got sold. And then he was second to Potiphar. And then his whole family ended up staying in Egypt. And over 400 years, they began to grow. And for 400 years, after that, the, one of the Pharaoh's heart got hard. And he was like, yo, these people are too numerous. They're going to take over us. And so what does he do? He puts them into bondage. They begin to cry out. And then when they cry out, there's the 10 plagues. If you have go watch the movie Prince of Egypt and or read your Bible, one of the two. And then what happens is there's so much good stuff in there. And what happens is that God allows for them to be set free and they walk through dry land and they enter into a place where God shows them this is what you're going to inherit. This is your land that I'm giving you. And out of the 12 that went, 10 come back and gave a bad report. They're too big, we're too little. We can't do it. And I'll talk about that in just a second. But two individuals came back. Joseph and Caleb came back and said, let's run it. That's what the young people say. (laughs) And what happens is that the walls come crashing down after 40 years. They walked around the walls six times. And then on the seventh time, they walked seven times around and then they shouted. The walls came down. That's where we know. And that's where we understand what is Jericho. But Jericho, it actually has a name. Jericho actually means a sweet a sweet fragrance or translated in from the Hebrew, it's translated the Lord's sweet breath. And I think that there's some implications here that I want to kind of show you because I think it's the progression of us as Christians. This is the thesis of what I want to carry throughout this message is that this, this idea of Jericho, of Jesus entering and passing through is literally what our life is supposed to look like. That number one, we're supposed to enter in. That's the easy part. Last Sunday, I talked about a message called the tipping point. And the tipping point means that you can grab something that's really heavy. And if you pick it up with several individuals right here, you're struggling to get it up. And I mean, you can probably right here is super strong. And I mean, it's heavy and heavy. But then there comes a moment where you can get that thing to the tipping point. And at the tipping point, my daughter who is seven years old with her pinky finger, she can push that thing forward because the heavy lifting has been done and it's at the tipping point. Jesus did all of the heavy lifting. He did the sinless life. He walked without ever committing an error or a sin towards God. He did the heavy lifting. He was the spotless lamb that was sacrificed for your behalf. He took on the wrath of God and the tipping point, the easy part of this is Romans chapter 10 verse 9, that if you confess with your mouth, if you speak, And you pray and you believe in your heart that Jesus, that God rose him from the dead. Then you shall be saved. The tipping point is so easy. We don't have to be perfect. We get to this place where Jesus did the heavy lifting. And all we do is we get to this tipping point. That's great to enter in. But what happens is I believe sometimes we stay there a lot. You know what I mean? It's like we live in this entering in part. But then there's this passing through. that I think that that's where the work happens. That's where we're greater together. That's why we don't just come to church to listen to a couple of points and a preacher scream at us. That's why we don't sing songs just to sing them. But that's when we actually take the empowerment of the Holy Spirit and we begin to walk out what God told us to walk out. Amen. And so what happens is that Jesus is going into Jericho. He enters into Jericho and then he meets this man named Zacchaeus. This man Zacchaeus, he was a bad dude. He was a chief collector. Not only was he a, a tax collector, not only was he a tax collector, but scripture says that he was a chief Tax collector, meaning that he had a bunch of people that were under him. Let me explain to you what tax collecting is. At this time, there was this uh, Roman government that had took over Israel and they had them into bondage. Why? Because Israel kept playing the harlot or the prostitute. Israel would come to God and say, "God, forgive me. I'm so sorry." And then God would save them. And then all of a sudden they would continue to walk and then they'll start sacrificing to idols. And then God would bring judgment on them and then they'll turn to God. God, please forgive me. And then they would do the same thing and they would sacrifice their children to Molech and they would give offerings in the high places to these different gods. And then when God would bring persecution, then they would, okay, God, we're so sorry. And then it would come to a point in the cycle where all of a sudden they would be given into bondage. You know, I'm not a historian. Nor do I count myself to be Miss Cleo calm and now, but I will tell you that we we've been in this cycle for a little while as Americans in the United States of America and we've had these moments where we keep telling God God forgive me God didn't come to establish a church he came to establish a kingdom and when it's a kingdom, it's the king's way of doing things and it's his domain. And when you are not in the kingdom, then you become slaves or you become heirs or, or citizens of another kingdom without the protection of the king. And that's when it gets ugly. Now I don't know where we are on that cycle, but I, don't, I wouldn't want to tell you that we're in a good place. That's so heavy, Tino. Do the laughing thing again. Zacchaeus. Um, I'm sorry. Uh, Zacchaeus. The, the Roman government took them into bondage. And when he took them into bondage, they would collect tax from them. Now that tax wasn't to pay anything. So in the United States of America, right? We have these taxes that we pay whenever we go to the grocery store, when we, when we work, et cetera, et cetera. We pay taxes. And those taxes are for schools. Those taxes are for medical care, for social services. You know what I mean? Those taxes go to good things. Right? Right? And so in this time, it didn't go to good things. In this time, it actually went the people who were oppressing them, the taxes went to them so that they can continue to oppress them. Like when we go to McDonald's and I'm sitting here and I'm thinking about it, and I'm like, man, is that not like where we live? Like sometimes in our, where we're paying the devil to oppress us. Could it be that we're, we're funding things and we're allowing for things in our life that are actually oppressing us, hurting us, killing us? And I don't just mean food. Listen, I'm not trying to be legalistic and stand up here and make you feel guilty about your streaming preferences. But could it be that we're giving Satan a little bit more power than what he needs and we're allowing and paying him to be able to oppress us? The children of Israel, they found themselves in a place Um, And Zacchaeus was the guy that was not only collecting the tax from the people that was going to the oppressors, but Zacchaeus was actually the guy who was in charge of all of the guys who were coming with Roman guards. They were Jewish individuals that they would pick from the people. And these weren't good people. They would take the bottom of the barrel because those were the only ones that wanted to extort their brother and they would go in there. And then if they if you owed ten dollars in tax, they would charge 15. And what they would do is that they would give the ten dollars reported and they would take the five dollars amongst themselves. And more and more and more was built as Zacchaeus, who was an evil individual, was actually draining people of their finances. But isn't it crazy that your present sin doesn't disqualify you from entering the very enter into the presence of God that even Zacchaeus I'm gonna show you in just a second he was eligible to be able to do that scripture says that Zacchaeus sees Jesus and when he sees Jesus he begins to think to himself yo I I want to I want to see who he is But he could not see. I want to bring up the scripture in just a second. As we go, you're going to see these scriptures. Um, Bible says, and he sought to see Jesus, who Jesus was, but could not because of the crowd, for he was short in stature. There's two things right here that are obstructing the view from Zacchaeus. Number one, it was a crowd. The crowd was obstructing the view of Jesus, but he could not because of the crowd. This is what happens in our world. People want to see Jesus. But it feels like they can't. And unfortunately, nine times out of ten, it breaks my heart to say this. But us as the church, we're the crowd that obstructs them from seeing Jesus. Because they have to say the right things. Because they have to dress the right way. Because they have to speak. They have to do the right things. And they have to make sure you got to give all of this. And once you do that, then you can get to a place where you become like us. And we've treated this thing like a club where we allow for people to come in or not. And we're obstructing people. Such a heavy message. It's going to get good in a little while. I promise. I'm going somewhere with this. But what happens is that we become the crowd sometimes where people want to see Jesus, but all they see is Christians. And unfortunately... I want to make sure that greater church, not unfortunately, fortunately, I want to make sure that's the reason why we have a vision. That's why we help people to know God, find freedom, discover purpose and make a difference. We want people to walk in and say, yo, it doesn't matter the way that I dress. It doesn't matter how I look. It doesn't matter if I don't know the songs or all of the scripture memorization. I know a God that loves me because I found him. Now I'm going to enter into a G group and I'm going to get around some individuals that are going to help me to flesh out my faith and be able to find freedom in myself. That's why I keep hearing and people bragging about Rich. Not only did Rich and Terry come up here and preach an incredible message a few weeks ago and be able to challenge us in purity, but man, I've been hearing story after story of one, two, three individuals who are walking into these groups and are saying, yo, I'm becoming a man and I'm learning things from these G groups. Our ladies are having Proverbs 31 studies here and they're growing as women every single Wednesday because these G groups are easy places for people to come and be yourself. We're not going to get in the way of you. As a matter of fact, it's not that we're not going to get in the way. We're going to push you towards God. We're the type of church that we want you to discover your purpose today. We're going to be in next steps for people to be able to discover their purpose. What did God put inside of you? And then ultimately, we've created these teams. And these teams are all about serving others, not only in the church, but outside. On a day like today, National Skip Sunday, when people, when the hour went back and people forgot. That's the story. You know what I mean? I didn't know it was. Shut up. You knew. You just said I got an extra hour my wife this morning wake up. She's like babe. I feel off I'm like you lost an hour But you know what was cool when I'm talking about teams the fact that early in the morning I saw Renee and early in the morning I saw Keisha and Keisha who has a job that she takes care of so many different people at a, at home nurse and she goes to different places and she cuts hair and she takes care of seniors and different people and then she has her own business Well, you can go to, you can go and she has her own establishment where you can go get a massage. And then she got some weird feet thing that's just weird. She has to explain it to you. And then like she has all that she can teeth, wipe your teeth. She does the cold sculpting. I need the cold sculpting next time. You know what I mean? Burn the fat off, get the cellulite off. But she does all of these things, but yet still on a day where it's pushed the hour forward, she's still sitting here with a smile on her face. Hey, Keisha, I need to get these. I got it. What do you need? I'm I'm walking around with a bum knee, sitting there walking around and filling everything up with her and Renee. Why? Because these people had caught a glimpse of heaven and they understand the tipping point that it's not about them, it's about others. And so we're never going to be the church that's just going to sit there and obstruct Jesus. And we're going to tell you, you got to do it our way. It's the greater way or the highway. Absolutely not, man. It's the way that Jesus told you to do it. And if we can get you to Jesus, you're going to do all of those things. We're not worried about what you become like us. We want you to become like Jesus. Not only was the crowd in the way, but nine times out of ten you in the way scripture said that he could not because of the crowd for he was short in stature I I do believe and if I'm being very honest with you religion is an obsession that obstructs relationship right without a shadow of a doubt I hate religion Uh, and church perpetrates religion and God hates religion he came to fight religion and I believe that religion is an ugly thing and that the crowd, especially the church, sometimes blocks people from coming to Jesus. But sometimes the person that blocks you the most from coming to Jesus is is you. I've said this a hundred times. I wonder how many times you've lied to yourself. How many times you've told yourself that you can't do this. And sometimes you feel like you're short in stature, like I'm just, I just don't measure up. And comparison is the enemy of joy. It's the thief of joy. But it also kills you of your destiny. When you begin to measure yourself up short in stature, I feel like I don't measure up. I feel like I'm not good enough. I feel like I haven't read enough. I feel like I haven't, I can't serve on the team because I haven't done this. I can't do all of these things when in reality, Jesus is not using a measuring stick. The measuring stick was used on Calvary and it was pretty high and it was stretched from the east to the west. And this Jesus that we speak about, he paid the ultimate payment so that you don't have to measure up. He already did. You come in as a child of God. So Zacchaeus, he sits there, he can't see Jesus because there's a crowd. And then because of his stature and a lot of times we get in the way and we block what Jesus is trying to do. But then the scripture says that all of a sudden he goes and he goes up and he he so he ran ahead and he climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him for he was going to pass that way. Sycamore trees were these uh, these huge trees and they're they're smaller now. Um, but if you go to certain countries, you can actually see these things and they're just these huge trees and they would bring shade. Now, here's the beauty of these trees. You didn't need to water them. It didn't matter if it grew in the shade or if it grew in the sun. These trees were low maintenance, high yield, meaning that you didn't have to do a lot of work to them, but they produced a whole lot. And these sycamore trees were strong. And these sycamore trees was what Zacchaeus, some of y'all, y'all remember the song? Y'all remember the song? Zacchaeus. Okay, y'all, I love this church because y'all ain't saved. To me, I didn't go to Sunday school. <laughs> Y'all still trying to figure it out. Me and Lid were trying to figure it out. And then I started singing it like bingo. Zacchaeus was a wee little man. A little man was he. Oh, turn up. Hey, the remix. <laughs> and then he says, and then he jumped on the sycamore tree. And he, and he saw Jesus. I hope that greater church becomes your sycamore tree. I hope that we become the, the type of church that doesn't obstruct you from seeing Jesus. But I think it's the opposite what i hope is that you can jump on and that you can see jesus clearly and that you can feel like you got a strong structure because we need some strong structures to see jesus through our life there were some individuals that carried us grandma prayed for us she was a strong individual mom and dad they were strong we got on top of them and we saw jesus there was a brother there was a family member your husband your wife these were the individuals that you jumped on them and because of their faith you entered into faith and they were strong individuals In our life, we need people like that. I believe that and I hope that we would be that for other people. That we would find ourselves, that we entered in and that we passed through. And that we find ourselves with some people that jumped on our back so that they can see Jesus. They can go further, faster. I'm grateful for individuals like JT Merritt. I'm individuals like Pastor Tommy White who was at this church. John Saglambini. People who I was able to stand on their shoulders and see further and continue to go further. Because they were some strong sycamore trees. I'm hoping to God that today we can have some individuals in our life, but that we can also be the church and the type of people that can allow for people to jump on our back to be able to see Jesus. Watch this. And then when Jesus and also there's some people that just don't represent Jesus the right way. And they're they're not sycamore trees. They're just branches that are on the ground and you can't stand on them because they'll break. What do you do with those branches? just Get them out of the way. It's, I'm not going to go to church because that branch fell. I'm not going to give myself to Jesus because that's fake, because they were flawed, because they were broken. No, no, I'm not looking at the branches on the ground. I'm looking at the sycamore tree. I'm looking at Jesus. He's the strongest thing that we can stand on. He's the one that will never fail us. His branches won't crack. He will be able to hold us. John 15 says that he is the vine and that as we are grafted in him, not only are we grafted in him, meaning that we find safety, but we become a part of this tree. And all of a sudden we begin to bear fruit. This is the Jesus that I want to serve and the one that I want to be like. Anybody in this building, y'all getting something out of this? Amen. I know y'all tired, but y'all, this is a rowdy church. Y'all too. Amen. Y'all doing them things. Y'all giving me these numbers today. If you're listening online, we apologize. Let's put some fake claps in there. (laughs) And when Jesus came to the place, he looked and saw and said to him, Zacchaeus, Make haste and come down for today I must stay at your house so he made haste and he came down and received him joyfully how beautiful it is that one glimpse of Jesus and he completely changes everything about you Zacchaeus was an evil man not only was he an evil man but he was teaching other individuals to be evil Zacchaeus entire job was to extort the people that looked just like him Zacchaeus was a type of individual that if you owed a little bit, he would take a lot from you without thinking twice about it. But yet Jesus sees Zacchaeus up upon a tree, through the crowds, through himself, and Jesus sees him. And at the very moment he tells him, hey, I need you to come down, Zach, because I got to go stay at your house. You don't just go to everybody's house. I'm not coming to your house if we're not cool. Like, I'm not just going to sit at some random... How many of y'all remember when your mom used to take you to like those cousins and the weird aunts and like and then these friends, people, and they want to sit there and like, I don't want to go. I just want to sit here and watch Saturday morning cartoons. Shut up. Put your clothes on. You're coming with me. And then you sit on those plastic couches. Remember the plastic couches? And then you used to get all sweaty and you're sitting there. And you're like, oh, my God. And then your mom want to ask you, like, you remember her? No, I was three. No, I don't remember her. I don't want to just go to your house. No, I don't want to go to random people's houses. I don't feel comfortable. I hate when my friends take me to other people's house. Hey, come here! I gotta stop real quick at the house. I don't, bro. Just come for a second, and then you're sitting there having football conversations, laughing, and you're just like, this "Is what you do?" Oh, that's so interesting. Well, praise the Lord, Amen. Oh, glory to God, yeah. But Jesus says to Zacchaeus, "I want to come eat at your house. Can I give you a tidbit? Watch this. The rabbis and the religious leaders, they would not even allow." those tax collectors to even go to church I mean they wouldn't even allow for them to go to church but scripture literally says right here that Jesus says to him not only are you accepted but I'm coming to you and I want to go to your house I need to kick my feet up I need to catch some z's at your house and a chief tax collector in this moment Jesus I love Jesus Jesus invites himself to his house He didn't even ask him, hey, Zacchaeus, can I go to your house? He says, make haste, meaning that in the old English, that means hurry up. Hurry up and come down, and then I need you to cook me some food because I need to go to your house because he desires intimacy. See, religion always begins to tell you that you have to do so many things to be able to earn it. I'm getting ahead of myself, but there's a reason I'm saying that because here's what happens. The scripture says that Zacchaeus stood and said to the Lord. So Jesus is in front of him. And he says, look, Lord, I give half of my goods. Remember at the very beginning that it said that Zacchaeus was a chief tax collector and he was rich. Lord, look, I give half of my goods to the poor. And if I have taken anything from anyone by false accusation, I restore fourfold. So this is what he was saying. If I stole one dollar from somebody, I'm going to give them four dollars back. If I stole a hundred dollars, I'm going to give them so what he's saying is i'm going to restore 400% of everything that I did. Here's what he was really saying He was really saying to jesus jesus i'm gonna earn you watch what i'm gonna do I'm going to give half of my money that's in my bank and I'm going to give half of this money to the poor. But not only am I going to give half of the money to the poor, but everybody. Yo, think about this. This is an extortioner, somebody who taught people to extort others. What he was about to do was he was about to wipe out his bank account and become poor for the sake of the gospel. Jesus, take everything that I have so that I can be good with you. But Jesus saw through it and Jesus nipped it in the bud because he turns to him and Jesus says to him, doesn't even allow for him to do any of those things. There's not a big, huge pause in between fourfold and that little period right there. And Jesus said to him today, salvation has come to this house because he also is a son of Abraham. What he was saying today is that I know that you're trying to build your way up to me, but Zacchaeus, you can't, you can't afford me. Zacchaeus, you can't afford salvation. It's too high of a payment for you to be able to pay. It's way out of your price range. It's way out of your behavioral modification. It's way out of anything that you can do. The only way that you can come, remember, it's the tipping point. And Jesus, what he was telling him was in this moment, I'm going to nip this thing in the bud. Before you ever give anything, I'm going to give you everything. And he gave him salvation in that moment. He spoke a word of salvation, not only to Zacchaeus, but to his entire house. He couldn't afford it for himself, let alone for his children, for his wife, and for those that lived in his own home. But Jesus said, I'm going to pour this thing onto you. Isn't this the picture of what we look like sometimes in church? That we try to work our way to this thing? Oh, Jesus, I'm going to come to church more. Oh, Jesus, I'm going to pray. This time when they sing the songs, I'm going to lift my hands, I'm going to close my eyes, and I'm going to really try to focus. Jesus today I'm going to read five chapters in the Bible. I need to stop. But Jesus says, today, salvation has come to the house. But Jesus, I got to stop sleeping around today. But, but Jesus, I got to get to a place. I got to stop smoking today. But, but Jesus, I got to stop drinking today. But but I, I got to change my today before you ever get to the point that you try to build yourself up. There's never going to be a point where you got yourself so clean and you did so good. And now you nip tuck and you come to church and you're like, I'm perfect. You didn't fit in. And here's the truth. You'll never get there. It's a cycle and it's a fake cycle that the enemy puts you in there where you begin to think that you can pay for something that you cannot afford. And what Jesus is telling you today is that you don't have to measure up to all of these things. He said, today, I want you to come as you are. I'm not going to leave you where you are. I'm going to help you with your drinking problem. I'm going to help you with porn addiction. I'm going to help you with your drugs. I'm going to help to reestablish your marriage. I'm going to help to put you in a place where you become a better man, where you become a better woman. I'm not going to leave you there, but the initial step of you entering in, that's on me. I'll take care of the heavy lifting. All I need you to do is just give me a yes. And when you give me the yes, all of a sudden now you start changing the way you talk. You start changing the way you think about stuff. Now when you wake up in the morning, it's a little bit different than when you used to wake up. Now when you're around your friends and you're starting to say certain things and you begin to let it come out of your mouth all of a sudden it's like the Holy Spirit muzzles you and it changes the way that you think. It changes the way while everybody's running around, the Bible says in clouds of dissipation, while everybody's worrying about the latest cultural trends, you just want to be on your face before the presence of the Lord. You want to find yourself hours in the word of God while everybody's sitting there laughing and joking sending each other memes on Facebook something becomes to burn up inside of you and there's ministry that starts sparking up inside of you the presence of God becomes this thing that it's an insatiable desire in you because he went first because today God changed everything for the son of man has come to seek and to save that which is lost I want to earn this thing, Jesus. I'm going to get half of everything that I have to be able to get to a place where I earned you. But Jesus is way too expensive for you to earn him. It's the idea of us painting these beautiful pictures and the Sistine Chapel and the Mona Lisa. And I mean, Michelangelo has done some incredible things and Picasso has paintings right now that are sold for the millions. And I mean, these incredible works of art. There's individuals even in this room, man, that you're, you, you, you build stuff with your hands. That when you step back and look at it, you're like, that looks good. But have you ever created a sunset? Have you ever created the smile on a black baby's face? On a white baby's face? Have you ever made a child and developed them? And watch them turn from adolescents to grown men. Have you ever watched little individuals who were so lost in street living that they were so broken, arrested, addicted to drugs, fighting anything that they see, and then transformed that individual and took that individual and made him somebody who preaches the gospel in Ackworth, Georgia? Have you been able to transform the life of an individual with just a glimpse? Just a glimpse. You can't afford it. You won't be able to afford it. Jesus says, Today. For some of us who are in this house, man, we've been running from God for a little while now. But it's today. I gotta I gotta figure my I got stuff in my bedroom. I got stuff that's in my drawer. Today. God, God'll take care of that. Because what you end up doing is that you'll try to do behavior modification. And there's a reason why you go to Barnes and Noble's and they have aisles filled with them because it doesn't work today if you will humble yourself if you will if you will not harden your heart today scripture says the day of salvation would you do me a favor and would you bow your head and close your eyes for just a second thanks for listening to our podcast today the mission of greater church is to reach and empower all people We hope that this message met you wherever you find yourself on the journey. If God is using this ministry to impact your life, please head to our website at www.greater.church where you can read a message from our pastors, partner with us by giving online, and learn more about what is happening in the life of our church. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and follow us on all social media platforms at MyGreater.church.